Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome after another primary night displaying a mixed bag of results. You can count on our mainstream media to hype the liberal victories. You can still kill babies in Kansas! Huzzah! <laughs> Congressman Peter Meyer of Michigan lost narrowly after making a symbolic vote to impeach Trump exactly one whole week before Biden was inaugurated. The sentiment was understandable, but it turned out to be bad politics. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee cynically pumped $435,000 into ads about Meyer's opponent, painting him as too conservative and endorsed by Trump. That means all the conservatives go, oh, I like that guy. Or as Jim Garrity at National Review summarized, Peter Meyer lost to Trump loyalist John Gibbs in Michigan's 3rd Congressional District, Democrats spent nearly a half million dollars to elevate a candidate they will now insist is a dangerous extremist who must be kept out of office. Yes, usually we keep them out of office by not promoting them. (laughs) Today's big topic, CNN is sinking as Fox News keeps chugging. The New York Times posted a story on B1 in the business section, the headline... Profits slump at CNN as ratings plummet. The network is on a pace to drop below $1 billion in profit for the first time in years, according to people familiar with its operations amid steep declines in TV viewership. Meanwhile, Fox put out a press release Tuesday proclaiming Fox News Channel finished July 2022 as the third most watched network in all of television during weekday primetime, trailing only CBS and NBC. That's right, Fox News in July, obviously it's summertime, it's rerun time, but Fox News is beating ABC, Fox News is beating Fox Entertainment. And we won't even mention CW. What? Who watches anything there? Uh, Yeah, Fox even boasted FNC's The Five and Tucker Carlson Tonight both beat ABC's The Bachelorette in total viewers. Take note, Curtis Houck. If you haven't noticed, Curtis watches The Bachelorette or The Bachelor and tweets about it telling you who's a terrible person. But of course, my wife watches The Bachelorette. So yeah, usually the people who are terrible get get promoted. It's like the DCCC for TV. They like the terrible psycho people who cry. Yes, let's have more of that next week. Anyway, back to CNN. So CNN runs this story by Benjamin Mullen about how everything's terrible over there business-wise. Nowhere in there was any mention of how CNN is suffering because their great orange whale Donald Trump is no longer in the White House. No matter how much CNN imagines, he's still dominating the scene. January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. There's no mention of how CNN's liberal tilt 
just might be part of that ratings plummet thing. Now, obviously, again, if you're a conservative or somewhat Republican, you, you might have tuned out CNN by, by 2016. So that's where maybe the theory is more that they can't scare the Democrats into watching CNN as much. Uh, you know, you don't tune in CNN to see what's going on with Biden because it's almost like you forget Biden was president. The Washington Free Beacon reported that CNN CEO Chris Licht met with members of Congress on Capitol Hill recently, Democrats and Republicans. Uh, he picked a room that politicians could sneak into in the Senate, you know, without them being pestered by CNN's Manu Raju. Oh no, here he comes with a microphone. He's going to ask something slanted because he's from CNN. The Free Beacon found that Licht's message, according to one of the lawmakers who sat down with him, as well as to several sources briefed on the exchanges, his message was, we want to win back your trust. The CNN chief spent between 45 minutes and an hour cajoling GOP lawmakers who no longer appear on the network to come back on the air, assuring them he'd praise producers for inviting them and communicate his displeasure if he doesn't believe they are treated fairly. Yes, even one anonymous Republican insisted, put aside ideology, I think he thinks CNN sucks. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be a popular thing to say while you're uh, jetting around the planet, going to CNN bureaus, or coming down to the D.C. bureau and giving pep talks about the new CNN. You know, I don't love stories with anonymous sources. I don't really trust them. But at least in this case, you can say the sources placed licked at the scene on Capitol Hill. I think it's quite plausible that he was begging Republicans to give CNN a chance. But there's just nothing in the way CNN is currently operating right now that should give Republicans any confidence that CNN is changing in any noticeable way. I mean, you could just look at what's going on right now on CNN and say, yeah, no, not a Republican-friendly thing. Mediaite reported, CNN Tonight trolls Trump for vaguely endorsing Eric in the Missouri primary. Well, that was kind of funny. Eric Schmidt, Eric Greitens, I don't know. I'm endorsing Eric. Eric will be the best. Okay, that's grounds for humor. But you'd expect that more on The Daily Show, not on a news show. But of course, yes, they had to suggest which Eric is it. So they put on screen pictures of Eric Trump, Eric Holder, Eric Swalwell, Eric Clapton, country singer Eric Church, actor Eric Bana. He's Australian. And South Park cartoon character Eric Cartman. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Aren't we funny at CNN? Comedy with Trump. Then this morning, on Wednesday morning, Mark Finkelstein noted the opening minutes of CNN's New Day were heavily salted with the usual terms about Trump-endorsed candidates. The big lie, election denier, and democracy was on the ballot. It is the morning after election night in America where democracy was one of the things on the ballot. Primary races in five states setting the stage for what will be some of the most competitive races in November. In Michigan, CNN projecting Tudor Dixon has won the Republican primary for governor. 
Dixon, an election denier who received a late endorsement for Trump, will face Democratic incumbent Governor Gretchen Whitmer in November. In Arizona, where election deniers are all over the ballot, Carrie Lake is now leading Karen Taylor Robson in the GOP primary for governor. Robson was endorsed by Mike Pence, while Lake was backed by Trump, and she is all in on the big lie. CNN has not called that race. So, wait a minute. If the Democrats ran a big ad campaign intending to get a Republican Trumper nominated who was a threat to democracy. How does CNN come down with Democrats? You vote for Democrats if you don't want dictatorship on the ballot. I mean, CNN's mostly ignored this trend of the Democrats cynically promoting the Trumpers. The danger for CNN and the rest of the liberal media and the Democrats playing this game is that some of these candidates are going to win. Some of them won't. Some of them, they'll be successful. Oh, look, we nominated the quote-unquote extremist. Um, you know, when CNN discusses somebody being extreme, it just usually means they're conservative. Then they have Ilhan Omar, and it's patty cake, patty cake. Oh, dear AOC, you are a hero. You are a queen. Well, anyway, media reported earlier that Chris Licht, the new CEO, had encouraged producers to use the terms Trump election lie or just election lies in their banners and graphics and not big lie. Licht argued that using big lie makes the mistake of adopting branding used by the Democratic Party, thereby weakening the objectivity of the network. Well, there is no objectivity at the network. And it is kind of funny, like, guys, let's not adopt branding used by the Democrats. Well, they all do that from don't say gay now we've got reporters build back better. We've got reporters now who will say with a straight face, the Democrats have induced, uh, introduced the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, th th that's a promotional PR term, and they just use it. They, there's no so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Our Alex Christie noticed that CNN afternoon anchor Allison Camerata, a refugee from Fox News, shared a sensitive segment on Tuesday afternoon with an abortion advocate named Ashley All, and they were both complaining the text uh, of the Kansas pro-life amendment was convoluted, and they said it was convoluted on purpose. Well, if that was the intention, it backfired badly because the pro-life value them both amendment went down 41% to 59%. I think it might be easier to say that perhaps some pro-life voters were confused by the language and voted the wrong way. I mean, what's done is done. But you'll remember back in 2000, the Democrats complained that seasoned citizens mistakenly voted for Pat Buchanan on that infamous butterfly ballot in Palm Beach County. And, and when you lose a state by a few hundred votes... Everything counts. So there, that was not the case here. It lost by 18. But, you know, people feel pressured when they get in line to vote and they want to get it over quickly. Uh, so you get this, the, the ballot initiatives and you try to read through it. And if you haven't gone ahead in advance and read the language in advance or taken in your little Democrat or Republican sheet that tells you which, which box to check, you might feel pressured and then misunderstand what it is you're voting for. 
Um, I get caught with this in my local voting where you, you don't know which way to vote on a bond issue except you, you, you say to yourself, okay, this is something saying let's spend some money on schools or roads. You know that the average person's going to vote for this. It's going to pass like 80-20, so it doesn't really matter which way you vote. So you just vote no to be difficult. <laughs> but it's like, yes, voters, it, there's your lesson. Democracy on the ballot. Actually read your ballot initiatives before you get in line to vote. How's that for an idea? Then also, more examples of CNN doing weird stuff. Summer intern Aiden Morehouse found this weird CNN segment on Hungarian leader Viktor Orban, who CNN despises as an Eastern European version of Trump. Uh, Orban is, uh, is kind of a, a Putin fan. Orban is also somebody who, who hates immigration, who's anti-LGBT. And what's funny here then is Nick Fondacaro really raised his Italian eyebrows when they presented an audio clip of Orban, because it wasn't Orban's voice at all. It's not like we've heard a lot of Orban to know what's him, but we know who this was. This was CNN host Fareed Zakaria. Now, how does the Hungarian leader sound like the urbane Indian American CNN host? Well, Nick found they actually borrowed audio from Fareed's show on Sunday where Fareed had read this quote from Orban. In all seriousness, I mean, Orban just gave a speech in which sort of the, the mask fell off mm -hmm. and um, one of his top aides left. I think we've got a clip of it. I want to just play that and get your reaction, Issy. Mm -hmm. We are willing to mix with one another, but we do not want to become peoples of mixed race. So that's kind of given away part of the ghost there. Um, again, one of his top aides quit because yeah. she said this, this is just outright horrific everyone should know you are always in trouble in politics today when you express disdain for mixing the races it obviously suggests that the darker races are inferior races the that the races who are migrating into your european country are inferior races now you can be against mixing the races if you're a black person who doesn't want to mix any whites into the to the mix. But this was just a weird thing because Orban didn't give a speech in English because if he did, CNN would have run that audio clip. Fareed Zakaria probably would have run that audio clip instead of reading the speech. Orban made the remarks during what they call a showpiece annual speech in Romania where he has previously floated major policy ideas. It was there in 2014 that Orban first said he wanted to build a quote-unquote illiberal democracy. Now, there's something a little funny about this incident to me because back in 2012, CNN suspended Zakaria for a week. Yeah, for a Sunday show. That's one show. For blatantly plagiarizing other people's work. You know, in journalism, that is a major offense. That is not a minor offense. That is not a jaywalking offense. Stealing other people's words or reporting is kind of a felony, not a misdemeanor. But in this case, it was Fareed Zakaria, so he got off with a, a wrist slap. One week. Well, we know CNN won't suspend him or anyone else for this bizarre ventriloquism episode. Finally, the column 
is about Brian Stelter, everyone's favorite CNN host. Yes, as he began his reliably liberal, reliable sources newsletter on August 1, Stelter was boosting the inspiring way that John Dickerson wrapped up President Biden's speech as he touted the takedown of Al-Qaeda jefe Ayman al-Zawahiri. CBS offered a shot of lower Manhattan. And uh, Dickerson said, all those that plotted the attack on 9-11 are either dead or captured. One World Trade stands as the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere, a reminder of the resilience of New York City and the American people. There was glistening in the golden hour of daylight one World Trade Center, said Stelter. Look, this, this is a nice patriotic moment for Americans who remember 9-11. It's nice. It's, it's sort of like Osama bin Laden when Obama got Osama. Uh, it's something that all Americans can celebrate. You know, maybe you don't remember this, but when uh, Osama bin Laden was gotten, the uh, crowds showed up outside the White House chanting, USA, USA, USA. This upset the liberals. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe now there's too much wall around the White House for this to happen, or they're all afraid of getting COVID from Biden when he's out there filming on the balcony. But there was no controversy this time over uh too much overt patriotism. Rather, Brian Stelter was celebrating, let's have some overt patriotism. Now, let's remember, CNN is also trying to boost a takedown that their own Stephen Collinson, the original CNN.com Trump hater, uh, announced this hands Biden a political win. Yes, they're all desperate now to find Biden a political win. Oh, Joe Manchin caved on the climate bill. It's a tiny fraction of what they wanted, but it's a win for Biden. Oh, the super chip semiconductor bill. It's another win for Biden. Oh, and now we're going to pass this burn pits legislation for the veterans. It's another win for Biden. I mean, the cheerleading is something else. So when you do this kind of a story where you say, oh, it was a happy moment for all Americans. When they got Zawahiri, it might seem a little like Tom Cruise getting a standing ovation as he hops out of his jet at the end of Top Gun. Then there was Joy Behar, who compared Biden to Liam Neeson in Taken. That's right, he's an action hero. I don't think Liam Neeson ordered somebody else to take down the bad guy. That's not exactly the way it works. So give Biden some credit and the team that got Zawahiri. It's a good news day, but it's the it's the whole shamelessly trying to do the Democrats PR here because, you know, then when this happened in the Trump years, Brian Stelter and company were not out there with the pom poms. In fact, when President Trump took out Iranian terrorist mastermind Qasem Soleimani, who killed many Americans in Iraq, Stelter's headline in his newsletter was War Footing. He wrote, Many Americans are swiping their phones on, turning on the TV, and asking, What the hell is happening in the Middle East? They are hearing terrifying assessments of the situation and wondering who and what to believe. Well, here's an idea. Don't try CNN in terms of who to believe. Uh, there was a lot of panic at that time because, of course, the difference between Soleimani, 
and Zawahiri is that Zawahiri is a non-state actor and Soleimani was very much a part of the Iranian terrorist regime. So they were all going to fan the flames of, we're going to cause a major war with Iran. It didn't happen, but boy, did they promote it like it was going to. Then there was Stelter uh, on his January 5, 2020 program. Now, Americans and many others around the world are instinctively suspicious and distrusting of what Iranian leaders say. But what about America's leaders? President Trump squandered his credibility at the very start of his presidency, and many officials in his administration have followed him down a path of deceit. Yes, now it's patriotic to celebrate a win for Biden as a win for all Americans. And two years ago, it was patriotic to suggest Trump was a terrible liar and anybody who celebrated this takedown was being fooled by propagandists and volunteering to wear blinders like a pile of idiots. Stelter didn't sound patriotic then. He didn't sound pro-American at all because Trump was in charge. So he said Americans and many others around the world are instinctively suspicious and distrusting of what Iranian leaders say. Well, what about America's leaders? President Trump squandered his credibility at the very start of his presidency, and many officials in his administration have followed him down the path of deceit. Stelter seemed to think everyone should get out the pom-poms for Biden, and he, you know, he loved how CBS bathed Biden's speech in a warm glow, but he was also very upset that Fox went right back to Biden bashing. Yes, Newsmax barely broke in with the news while they were trying to make fun of Biden being an old guy. CNN always wants to dictate what all the other news networks should do. And CNN is always, always jealous of Fox because Fox destroys CNN in the ratings. It's still happening. CNN is maintaining its viewership while CNN's plummet. I suppose we should all feel so sad. But the reality is, you know, CNN is going to suffer for a long time unless they can somehow keep trying to support Trump into getting back in the White House. Because isn't Trump good for business? It certainly was good for the network news business then. It was certainly good for the liberal newspapers then, which is one reason they just can't let go of this guy. It's so funny that they would present him as a danger to democracy when they can't quit him. I can't quit you. You could always quit him. You could always treat him as irrelevant. But they can't. They want him to dominate the Republican Party because they think that's the way to take down the Republican Party. And I think they just love being, to, being able to always perpetually take this pose as the superheroes of democracy. Democracy's on the ballot, and we will tell you you need to vote for democracy. Just like when you turn on the TV, your cable news should go to CNN because CNN is facts first and the channel of democracy. Sorry, nobody's believing that bilge. Now, one of the reasons they probably don't believe that bilge is because they came to Newsbusters. So come by once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening.